Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Happy Friday, North America. The mothership has connected. Welcome to our four-hour world through the sports stratosphere. Live from the CBS Sports Radio studios in New York City. Heard an affiliates nationwide and north of the border. On the free Odyssey app, the CBS Sports app, Sirius XM, Channel 158 Plus. Watch the YouTube and Twitch from Anchorage to Alaska, Madison to Eugene, Kalamazoo and Waterloo. We are on the air. They listening, D.A. Everything we saying, D.A. Everything. This is like a throwback. Picture all of us in old school, all white jet uniforms, maybe the royal blue and green Steve Largent Seahawk unis. You pick the specific throwback. But that's what we're wearing today in your mind as you listen to this show. Because this is not a full vacation. This is not paternity leave. This is not like next week when he will be filling in for Jim Rome, so he will not be on this show. This is just an old school simple circa 2014 through 2022 summer fry DA for Damon Amendolara. He's just off today. Like he normally is all summer long on a Friday. That's what we got for you this afternoon and this morning. So you've got me, Andrew Bogish. You've got Pete, the body Bilotti. You've got Pat Boyle, Tim Doyle, whatever you want to call him. Emmanuel Babari's coming off a sleepover. Worked with John and Susan last night, Yankees Radio. Drove from the Bronx to here and then was woken up by me at about 520 this morning. So Emmanuel, wide-eyed and bushy-tailed. The true hard-hat guy. Hard-hat guy. Carlos with a double shift is also here as well. And a cast of thousands, as per usual, over these next four hours. It's a summer Friday. It's a Friday. The boss is gone. We've got a doozy for you today. The last thing I heard is the door to the studio closed was a woman... I don't want to name names. The only lady that works here this time of day is Amy Lawrence. I heard a lady say... Pat Boyle, you're wearing pants. Why? Door closed, show starts, away we go. And let's go. Within the show, we have not one, but two segments about ridiculous sporting events, one of which has Timmy Doyle super geeked up. Neither one of them is the story 
about an NFL owner funding a $20 million free Willie campaign, taking an orca from Miami to Washington State. That's a thing we'll discuss. Definitely Woody Johnson. There was some version of NFL football last night in Canton, Ohio. There are a few things I think we can take away from Jets and Browns in the Hall of Fame game. We'll tackle those shortly, pun intended. The overhit. Did it really? Yeah, baby. Breaking the trend. I'm 1-0. Congratulations. If you won $75, you're Pat Boyle or you're a suspended Iowa State football player. Either way, congrats on hitting the over. Or you want 220 <laughs> like me. There's that too. Hey. $2.20. Um, Steelers wide receiver Deontay Johnson, an actual NFL player, will grace our airwaves later this morning. The sounds of Saturday takes us to Madison. Matt LePay is the longtime voice of Wisconsin football, not to mention men's basketball. He's on the show this morning. More than one of you asked for it, and since you did, we deliver. Midway through our number three, America's new favorite segment returns, Pete versus dot, 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 as Pete waves to his adoring fans on YouTube and Twitch Hi. and WatchDA.com. And, of course, it's a Target Demo Friday. So keep your eyes out on our social media, at CBS Sports Radio, at Andrew Bogish on Twitter for the meme, and then tell us where and how you are listening, and we'll see what question Cap tacks on to that. Last week it was, who should replace Sean, leading to a lot of awkward mentions of Pat Boyle with other competitors for the job sitting right here watching all of us go from Target Democratic. And, and good thing I wasn't here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we begin... With the final days of the Pac-12, that historic conference, legendary programs, beautiful campuses, they're still going to exist, but probably just not inside the Pac-12. The conference seeing that white light of expansion. It is where we begin. It's your cold open. You know, to think, even remotely, five years ago, the Pac-12 would be in this position, it's unthinkable to think that we're here today. And to think that local rivalries are at risk and fans driving four hours to watch their team play in a road game and rivalries is at risk, to me, is unbelievable. We thought that was really important. Playing in three time zones gives us a lot of exposure around the country. That's not only good for our student-athletes uh, in our athletic department, but for our university uh, and community. The old question was how long would it take TV money to destroy college football? Maybe we're here. You know, maybe we're here. Amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. I don't know about TV money destroying college football. College football is still going to exist, but TV money certainly seems poised to ruin and kill the Pac-12. That last voice, the first voice you heard there in the cold open, is Washington State football coach Jake Dickert. In between was Colorado AD Rick George, who, of course, is ushering his Buffaloes from the Pac-12 back into the Big 12 after this season. So where are we this morning on the expansion front and why the Pac-12 is teetering on the brink of extinction? Because Arizona is now said to be in the final stages of moving to the Big 12. The school detailed the move to the Arizona Board of Regents last night. And they're really the last roadblock to this happening if the board of regents for whatever reason doesn't want this to go down they can stop it for changes whatever but they're the last people that need to sign off of this because apparently big 12 commissioners already voted 
on inviting Arizona to the Big 12 last night. When Arizona leaves, if Arizona leaves, following Colorado's now already official departure after the season, that would leave the Pac-12 with eight schools, two of which are Arizona State and Utah, who could very well follow Arizona to that Big 12. Their moves on a little slower track than the Wildcats. I didn't realize this until this story last night, which began with Pete Thamel. I thought they were a package deal, those three, because neither, none of them on their own wanted to leave the Pac-12 and maybe throw the knockout punch to the conference. So they were going to work in conjunction. But the Pete Thamel story last night and this morning says Arizona was always on a quicker timeline in sync with Colorado with Arizona State and Utah coming up behind. So we don't have official clarification on their futures yet, but they are at least in line, kind of on the tarmac, so to speak, waiting to take off from the Pac-12 to the Big 12. That's on top of Big Ten Commissioner Tony Pertitti yesterday getting permission from the schools in that league to go vet Oregon and Washington about coming from the Pac-12 to the Big Ten. So we are on the verge of literally nobody being left of significance with all due respect to Stanford and Cal and Washington State. Unfortunately for Cal and Stanford, not that surprisingly for Washington State, Oregon State, there's a little less demand for their athletic programs. But there's nobody left in a league that has produced magical teams, magical players, magical moments in this sport. Again, beautiful, beautiful places that need to be filled with West Coast football fans cheering on West Coast rivalries. I said this last week. I don't have a direct dog in this fight. I have born and raised, lived my entire life here on the East Coast. I've got no direct connections to any of these schools, any of these fan bases, but I don't like this one bit. I don't like the idea that college football, college athletics is going to exist relatively soon without a powerful Pac-12. Maybe without a Pac-12. Even when this was all just really beginning and we were focused kind of on the idea of maybe four 16-team conferences, always in my mind, one of them would be the Pac-12, encompassing all the West Coast Pacific time zone schools. But now this is about the SEC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, and some version of the ACC. But we've also have Florida State saying, hey, we're going to go soon if you guys don't give us more money. And the Pac-12's demise, while it has been in the cards, on the horizon, and now really close to reality, it's not surprising, but it's still disappointing. And there is plenty of blame to go around. You can blame the schools for making bad decisions. You can make the group as a whole blame them for not not running alongside, not picking up the speed, not being able to counter the power plays of the SEC and the Big Ten and now the Big 12, that they left their defenses down, made themselves susceptible to this. But I, for me, continue to go back to the people that have been in charge of the Pac-12 specifically their previous commissioner, Larry Scott, who hindsight's always 20-20, but who could not have done a worse job, it appears, had he actually tried to sabotage the league. And specifically, the Pac-12 network. 
existed for a really long time. You might not have known that because if you didn't live in Pac-12 country, it was really hard to find it. Other conferences had a network. I know where they all are. I know where the Longhorn Network is. I know where the ACC Network is. I've got the multiple versions of the Big Ten Network on my cable package. But the Pac-12 Network was basically invisible. I mentioned my buddy Mike Yam yesterday on the show. Would love to watch Mike do his thing on TV on the Pac-12 Network. He was the face of that network for, I think, almost a decade. And maybe I saw nine total minutes of Mike's work over all those years because they created a network that then nobody wanted to put on their cable packages. So it basically existed in relative obscurity. There's a great quote that Stuart Mandel shared on Twitter yesterday. And Stuart's a longtime writer at The Athletic now. He quote tweeted this, and it came from Washington Senator, State Senator. And why would I be able to find it now? But I'm paying attention. <laughs> Mark Schossler, Schessler, whatever his name is pronounced, he told uh, reporters yesterday that one loser they hired is coming back to haunt our state and the entire West Coast. That's an all time quote, and it's about Larry Scott. That one loser they hired is coming back to haunt our state and the entire West Coast. Larry Scott's got some friends in this. He is not the lone person to blame, but he's the main person to blame from where I sit. And where we all sit right now on this Friday morning, August 4th, August 5th, August August 4th, the Pac-12's dying. There's barely a beep on its machines in its hotel in its hospital bed checking its heartbeat and the best that they could come up with the current commissioner George Klyakov the only thing he could come up with was a deal with Apple that maybe if people signed up a bunch for Apple TV they'd come close to sniffing the money that the other conferences get year in and year out from their TV partners that was a joke precede or following multiple jokes put them all together And nobody out West is laughing. But it's hilarious in the Big 12 and the Big 10 as they just keep easily poaching these schools. And don't forget, the Pac-12 is losing all these marquee names and they're not even getting paid for it. Because the TV deal is expiring, no exit fee for Colorado. No exit fee for Arizona. No exit fee for Oregon or Washington if they leave for the Big 10. No exit fee for anybody. They're not even cashing in on any of this. It's a complete and utter failure on so many levels. And I still can't believe that it's happening and that it's almost done. That soon the Pac-12 is going to be either gone altogether or an embarrassing shell of itself that will become an afterthought in major college athletics. There's much more to do on this front. I haven't even talked about the Big Ten moves yesterday Uh, And what that means and what could happen there with Washington and Oregon. The Big 12, again, trying to add even more. Maybe they come east and pick UConn if they have to. But it feels like maybe they don't have to now since they're taking at least two, if not four, Pac-12 schools to round out their league. We'll certainly discuss this expansion, too, with Matt LaPay, the voice of Wisconsin football. Sounds of Saturday. That's how we begin Hour 4 on this Friday edition of the DA Show. When we come back, it's time for sound check. your best audio of the day. We have a regular sports soundbite, courtesy of 
old slash new Houston Astros righty Justin Verlander. And then it gets spicy. Clip number two is a lady who has made some interesting moral decisions in her life. And now she's telling us how we should be married. Interesting. Clip number three is not the Marcus Ware singing the national anthem last night in the Hall of Fame game. It is our CBS Sports Radio's very own response to DeMarcus Ware singing the national anthem last night in Canton. So go nowhere. Sound checks a doozy, and it's next on the DA. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Show. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. Did a little heat check on Pete. Made sure he's paying attention. Uh, Will I was, and I didn't come back on time. I was ready for a killer toss for this first clip. You want to take it? Go ahead. Sure. Uh, Justin Verlander, they're why the Mets stink. If I was on a long-term deal, you know, I've heard some of the comments like Francisco was making about, you know, being committed to winning. Um, you know, if the, if the vision super short-term wasn't, we're going to try to win a championship. And not that they're not trying to win, but um, not going to take the same tactic um, next year, then, yeah, I, I would like the opportunity to, to go to a, a team that was going to fight for a championship. I think you get the gist of how the conversation went. It went very similar to, to Max's conversation, just the vision of... Um, how the rest of this year was going and next season had shifted a bit. Um, I think, you know, they're more focused on uh, a couple years, you know, 25, 26. Um, and, you know, it would be great to hear if I was a if I was a Met for longer term. So Verlander echoing there some of the things that Max Scherzer said after arriving to the Texas Rangers. And Scherzer, by the way, pitched yesterday. Pitched well, especially in the back half of his start. Everyone's freaking out about that. I'll remind you that it was against the White Sox, who were terrible. Get back when he pitches against the Astros or the Rays 
or a good team in the American League. So Verlander there says a lot of the same things that Scherzer told us earlier in the week. But there were other parts of Verlander's comments yesterday that I thought were more significant and more in line with the way you should be talking post that situation about it's a great organization. I'd recommend going there. They treated us all well. Because they understand their their view in all of this, that they're 39, 40, 41. They don't have time to sit around. So I get why they would want to be out. But I also think that we're, people are overreacting to what the Mets are going to do this winter. They're not going to be a bad team next year. Fingers crossed. They're a bad team right now. I assume they're going to be better. I assume they are going to compete for at least one of the three wild cards next year without going nuts and writing $80 million checks to aging starting pitching. They're going to be smart. Unfortunately, it sounds like Shohei Otani is not in their plans. I, I think it feels like they know that Otani doesn't want to come to the East Coast. Maybe not specifically to the Mets, but doesn't want to leave California or the Pacific time zone. And they're not even bothering with that. But if somehow they find out that Otani wants to play for them, Steve Cohen's going to sign Shohei Otani. That's the one exception to all of these things. But otherwise, sure, they're, they've got their sights really on 2025. But the idea that the Mets are going to be terrible and tank for next year is an overreaction to what everybody has been saying about their situation. Enough about sports. How about marriage? How about marital advice? I'm married for going on 16 plus years now. Pete's got a second marriage. This is the one that's going to stick. <laughs> DA's had two weddings with the same woman. Sean, our good old friend, he's married. Oh. Carlos with an e-bike who's here today. He's married. Then we've got Patty B and we've got Emmanuel, young men playing the field, looking for love, looking, well, at least Emmanuel, I assume, is looking for a partner. We know what Boyle's goals are. But everybody could need some relationship advice. Do you get it, though, from adult film star Mia Khalifa? Oh, we're comparing stats. Baby girl doesn't know that I am Tom Brady at this game. Married at 18, divorced at 21. Second marriage. Married at 25, divorced at 28. Third engagement. Engaged at 29, ended it at 30, but I kept the ring. I'm still keeping Tom Brady on his toes. We should not be afraid to leave these men. We are not stuck with these people. Marriage is not a sanctimonious thing. It is it yeah. is paperwork. It's something it's 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 a commitment you make to someone. But if you feel like you're not getting anything from that commitment and you're trying, you got to go. You got to go. You have to go. I know it's difficult to fill out paperwork and to make appointments and to do all of these things, but this is your life. Do you want to be stuck with someone? It's period. So the headline is the marital advice, and it's good advice. You absolutely should not stay in a bad relationship, whatever it is. Because um, as, as Mia wisely points out, we only have X amount of years on this earth. So don't waste time doing something that's not good for you. But we got to go back to the middle of that clip. What's the Tom Brady reference there, Doyle? Uh, that she, I guess, is the goat of porn. Okay. Or that she's had so many marriages. It's like how many Super Bowls Tom Brady has won. So she knows what marriage is like. Okay, not that she's 
after Brady or has been in any way romantically connected to Brady. There's nothing like that. There might have been a, you know, couple of drops of salt dropped over there. See if Brady wants to <laughs> okay. scoop them up. Uh-huh. But I don't think that was the the main point of the message. I think it was more so about what she's accomplished and the amount of marriages she's had. Okay. Now I'll ask Pete this question. Hi. This is the first time I've heard Mia Khalifa's name in a while. At one point, she was like the number one adult film star. There were songs about her. She was infamous. Is she still an active actor at the moment? Why are you asking me that? I don't know. I thought that was funny. <laughs> I had no idea. I, 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 I was a singer at the first. I'll tell you this right <laughs> off the top. I don't see too much of her anymore. Okay. All right. <laughs> she might be in the Hall of Fame then. You know, oddly <laughs> enough, uh, there's a term I could have used just there that we did use for a segment, I think, next hour, right? I mean, next segment. No, no, no next hour. Next hour. Thing. It's really, really pushing the envelope. All right, that's Mia Khalifa. It's good well, to hear from her. Well, hold on now. Oh, hold, 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 wait a minute. She's absolutely right. To get out of bad relationships. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And also, if you, man or woman, and if you're the breadwinner, and you don't feel like you're being respected, you don't feel like you're being treated right, especially if there wasn't no prenup signed, Right. you can get out. And you can get out nice and easy. So... Why the hell not? Yeah, I mean... Hey, look, the, half of people get divorced anyway now, Bogues. Right. Pete, Pete, Pete's a statistic. The first marriage. He's one of them. Nice, but it, but it's not nice and easy, which is part of the, which is part of the problem. Well, true. Not, you gotta fight involved. the fight. If you have kids, it gets very messy. I right. understand. Technically, it's an annulment, but... <laughs> if, you're, if you don't have kids, I feel like it makes it 80% easier. Uh, especially if you also have property that you own in your name and your spouse's name is not on that property. Yeah. I mean, man, you know, take them, you know, take your money, get out, find somebody that you want to spend the rest of your life with. If you're supposed to be married to somebody you're, you want to die with. And if that's not the case, why are you getting married? A lot of people jump into marriages. So I think she's a hundred percent spot on. And I think the blowback, no pun intended. I think the, the vitriol she received uh, a lot of haters. A lot of haters that says, oh, I'm taking advice from a porn star. Right. Which is the joke I made to throw into the clip in the last segment. But I, I, so I I'm not surprised that was the main thing. Unromantic hot take. In this day and age, it's not. there's very little reason to actually get married. If you want the party, great. But, you know, in the 40s and the 50s, when you needed to get married to, like, live with the other sex and have marital relations if that was the then that's why you got married but like now because people were living together beforehand and doing whatever beforehand marriage just becomes paperwork that then it's harder to get out of if you need to so there's a very strong argument that we just don't need to get actually married anymore make commitments have relationships all that stuff but the but the actual practice of you know, changing your last name, signing paperwork, standing in front of a judge or a priest or a rabbi. It's lost a lot of its necessity. I, again, I, I do think the blowback was cruel, was unnecessary. A lot of haters out there. I did find one tweet that I saw very funny. Okay. Somebody said, taking marriage advice from Mia Khalifa. What's next? Driving lessons with Stevie Wonder? Moving on. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> very... Pete, liked, Pete liked it. Of course he did. <laughs> now... Stevie Wonder has a deep connection to this time slot. Not this show, but this time slot. The 
the well-regarded Gio and Jones show, and Gio being Greg Giannotti, who's down the hallway right now. Greg is a strong, at least I think, I haven't asked him recently, he's a strong believer in the Stevie Wonder uh, conspiracy theories that Stevie's actually not blind. (laughs) And Greg's got his number one proof. There's a video of Stevie standing at a microphone performing, and the microphone starts to tip over. I think he actually might have bumped into it, and he catches it. It's starting to fall, and he reaches out and grabs it and straightens it. How can you do that if you can't? If you don't have eyesight, if you don't have vision? Well, I'm sure his hearing has... No, he's on stage in a, sp- a concert performing. Okay. Also, his movement, if he knocks into the microphone and he just knocks into it the left side grabs of it, it. Yeah, just reflexively puts his hand out. If he missed it, he would have missed it. Maybe it was just a nice catch. That's a rabbit hole you can spend a lot of time in. Is Stevie Wonder actually blind? A lot of people have a lot of thoughts on this. I don't buy that at all. I don't think. Why, why would Get you back do that? to me on Monday? Why would you burden yourself <laughs> in public for I don't your entire know. life? I don't know. Um, there was very little football to discuss from the Hall of Fame game last night. But there are things like a surprise national anthem performance from DeMarcus Ware, who is is a Hall of Famer as of last year? Or is he going in this year? I'm confused by his Hall of Fame timeline. It might have been last year. It, right, because it's not this year. Yeah. He sang the national anthem last night in Canton. It sounded okay to my very novice ear. We're going to play that for you, but then we realized that's not the best anthem of last night, not the biggest news-making anthem of last night. There was an official response to DeMarcus Ware's performance on these very airways a little more than five hours ago from the one and only David Shepard. Can you sing the national anthem? You ever sang it before? Um... I mean, I can I can sing a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not asking you. To, please don't. <laughs> okay, I got really excited for a second. No, you're gonna sing. You're gonna sing the nap. You want to? Well, I mean, I can I could I could give you like I could give you. You a need lyric. some water? You sure you want to do this? Yeah, like. Uh oh, he stepped away from the mic for a minute. Go ahead, prepare, <laughs> prepare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just let me just uh, hold on. I want I want to make sure I want to make sure. I, okay, so. Okay, okay, you really okay. Want to hear it? All yeah, right. yeah. If if you want to, yeah, don't yell at me later. But go ahead. In the spirit of Demarius Thomas. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light? Okay, no more, no more. That wasn't that bad. <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad. Thank you. You're, you're right. It wasn't that bad. Thank you. Can I can I give you one more and then I'm done? One more what? Just lyric. Because I haven't warmed up yet, so. What what what? Part, I feel like what I'm part up were now. you up to? Did, oh. We didn't we, we didn't even get to the bombs bursting in the air no, yet. No no no. What so proudly we okay. hail. It's not good. Oh, that wasn't that bad, Jr. Come on. <laughs> Keep going. Finish. Finish. Okay. Go ahead, get it out. Uh, last one, I promise. Okay. At the twilight's last gleaming. Okay, now you're doing too much. Now. Uh, I thought it was good. No, I wasn't. Got yeah. to on a away train. <laughs> it wasn't good. I'm glad that JR let it breathe a little bit more. As I should have mentioned beforehand, we listened to that live with you just now. Carlos with a K would not edit that sound in front of us in the newsroom so we could listen to it and have a live reaction. It was terrible. I was prepared, though, for Shep to be surprisingly good at singing. I either thought he was going to be surprisingly good or I thought it was going to be horrendous. That was like somewhere in the middle. It was definitely closer to horrendous. Uh, 
I've heard a lot worse singing. I've heard Sean sing many, many times. Yeah, I mean. Oh, say can you see? Like that's not a bad opener. It gets bad just there. By the dawn's early light. Okay, no more. Yeah, that's enough. I mean, he's got no punch with his voice. He's got no power. He's got no drive through with that voice. But it does sound kind of sweet and melodic a little bit. It's not. It could be worse. It is probably better than I would do. But I, I'm like weirdly disappointed. I thought Shep was going to drop the hammer on us and unleash this beautiful, soulful. You know, we, when DA does his Shep impersonation, he does sound like part jazz singer. Yeah, like he's from New Orleans. Right. New Orleans. So maybe that's what's messing with my head. I was expecting him to sound singing like that, too. And if that's Shep, not what we got. No, if Shep actually was good at singing, we definitely would have heard it by now. Or at least I would hope. Okay. Yeah, that light. Okay, no more. No more. <laughs> no more. No more. Please, shut up. Let me correct myself. DeMarcus Ware is going into the Hall of Fame this year as well. That makes sense. Why else would he be singing this Hall of Fame game? But he, what threw me off was... I would have pegged him as the best of the group who normally speaks last, but he's not speaking last on Saturday. Joe Thomas is. So congrats to Demarcus Ware and Rondé and Joe Thomas and Revis and Klecko and Don Coriel. Is he the last name on the list that's all going in? Speaking of which, mm. folks, how it is? it was incredible for me to see Joe Thomas, guy that was 300-pound yeah. hog molly, and now he's like skinny. And on the flip side, Darrell Revis, what happened? Woof. I saw a tweet yesterday that said there must be a lot of restaurants on Revis Island. <laughs> because, I know who wrote that, too. That was pretty good. Because there's a lot of Darrell now. He's on his way to being a nose tackle. Yeah. And he didn't, he didn't care. I mean, he had the pole. Like, if you know you're not looking great, you go blazer and, like, a uh, you know half button-up. Like the shirt I got on now, nice flowy button-up with a blazer. Hide that belly. He had a tight-fitting polo on. The movies were out. You could see the... Belly button suction cup imprint yeah. through the pole. That's when you know it's bad. And he doesn't give a damn. And I mean, I guess he really should. He's a Hall of Fame football player. He made millions of dollars, but still. The the not giving the damn is the issue for me. Now, I guess on one hand, if he doesn't care about like body issues, if he doesn't care how he looks in a pseudo healthy way, that's great. If he's not like obsessing about things, he doesn't need to be super thin. I don't think that he's necessarily like in a danger zone weight-wise. But then he also is Darrell Revis, the ability to have every single piece of clothing he wears perfectly tailored to him. Like he should, all his clothes should fit him correctly, no matter what size he is. And that is like, wasn't the right size polo for him yesterday. Well, hopefully that was an eye-opening experience for him. If I he don't actually, think so. If he has a shred of personal pride left, hopefully somebody texted him and said, hey, buddy. You need to get your bleep together here. Yeah. Because you look hor- horrible. I also might have been reading too much into this, but they interviewed him one-on-one during the game, and I felt like the shot was tighter to him than to the other guys, as if NBC was doing him a solid and not showing him from, like, nipples down. It was just the top Up third of them. <laughs> and basically. <laughs> the upper third. Uh, one Give la- me an upper third only on Revis. <laughs> one, one last national anthem nugget. When I was at Fenway a couple weekends ago, they have the words, the lyrics of the song going on the screen as whoever is singing it is singing it. And when it gets to the very last line, it said, Home of the Brave, question mark. 
Home of the Brave? (laughs) And I didn't see it at first. I heard somebody in front of me point it out. Then I looked. I laughed. I showed my family. And I went to get my phone to grab a picture of it. And it went gone. But Home of the Brave? It's a weird (laughs) mistake to make. By the way, have you ever experienced a flyover? Any of you guys? Uh, Yeah. Emmanuel's waving his hands. I think the mic works, Emmanuel. I didn't feel I needed to speak, but that's <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? Paul, oh, was there a follow-up? I didn't know if Pete had. I have, have. I have, yes. Yeah, so oh, you okay. have. You're the only one that hasn't. No, I definitely have. I've definitely been a game where a jet has gone scorching over the top of it. I only experienced my first at a soccer game in San Diego last week, so I'm not a big, like, you know, USA, USA kind of guy, but that gets you going, man. That that riles you up. You see a jet flying over right at the end. They hit the high note. Everybody starts going nuts. Blood starts to pump. I was like, all right, let's go. But if you don't know it's coming, it can be startling. Oh, yes. When all of a sudden it's just like boom across the top of your head. I've had that experience, too. We're like, yeah, this is great. Fireworks, whatever. But then those bad boys come flying by and you don't know what's coming. It's scary. Easy way to unrile you up is yeah. if they question if you're brave or not. Yeah. <laughs> That too. Home of the brave. <laughs> just check in. Raise your hand if you're brave here, guys. Uh, the voice you just heard is the one and only Emmanuel Babari, who I believe began this week with a birthday. So happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Closing it by sleeping here last night. So <laughs> what, 26, 25, whatever you're welcome to this. 14. Se- yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> when do you go back to college? But happy birthday. It's good to see you. Appreciate it. Thank you, you for sleeping here last night. So you were here safely this morning for us. That's right. And uh, headlines are yours. Take it away. That's the key. Wake up. Be here. Another twist on the Hall of Fame game in Canton. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is an oldie with the Jets to help them win games. Could he be reviving Zach Wilson? The Jets' number two overall pick was last seen getting booed off his home field in late December. And last night, as Aaron Rodgers recommended a play to offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett, letting Wilson air it out. He unleashed a 57-yard bomb to Malik Wilson. Great call by Aaron Rodgers. He called that one? Had to to give him a little shout-out there. Uh, Yeah, backed up, taking a shot down the field. Um, You know, kind of pick your matchup. Those guys were kind of just playing single single safety man. And, you know, I think that's great for preseason ball, see see what guys can win and separate. It was Wilson's 24th birthday last night. He completed three of five passes for 65 yards. Also, Wilson saying of Rodgers, quote, I'm very grateful for him. He helps me more than he needs to. Wilson left with a 6-0 lead at the end of the first quarter. Browns came away with the win over the Jets in the Hall of Fame game. 21-16 the final. As for Rodgers, Wilson aside, of course he didn't play in the first preseason tune-up last night, but life is good. I love our team. I love the guys we got. I love the men and women that work for the organization. It's a really uh, fun environment. I think that's what you got to do when there's a a big-time change in your life. Uh, You can resist it. Or you can just jump in and and, uh, and surrender to the process and all the new newness of it and just the excitement. Surrender to the process. You can always rely on Aaron Rodgers for a nice life anecdote there. Is that so? <laughs> big word, big word. Football, big word. Surrender. Surrender. To the process. Thank you. The darkness. Andrew, as you were discussing, Arizona reportedly in deep discussions to join the Big 12, unless something drastically changes in the Board of Regents meeting. Is supposed to be final soon. Arizona could be the second Pac-12 school to announce its departure for the Big 12 in a week. Colorado announced last Thursday that it was heading to the league. So now down to just eight teams for the Pac-12 members, Arizona State, Utah. They could take a few more days to figure out their future. Baseball, what a dramatic win 
for the surging Mariners, trailing 3-1 to the Angels on the road. Two teams battling for playoff positioning. Bases loaded, one out, ninth inning against one of the best closers in baseball, Carlos Estevez. The rookie, Cade Marlowe, in only his 12th big league game. And the 0-2 pitch, swing and a high fly ball. Deep to right field. Renfro going back to the winning track, looking up and Grandma, get out the right, Brad and Mustard. It is Grand Salami time. Cade Marlowe with his first career grand slam straight away right field. Rick Riz, Mariners Radio. The Mariners held on 5-3 the final. Yankees topped the Astros 4-3 despite a tough week. Yankees, just like the Mariners, they're two and a half games out of a playoff spot. Anthony Volpe, go ahead, two out RBI single in the sixth inning. Before the game for Houston, long time no-see Justin Verlander reintroduced to the team he won a Cy Young and World Series with. Just last year. They scored, and it felt like a relief. I don't know. Like, here we go. We're f- I don't think anybody saw this coming. Um, you know, you commit to a team, and you, you commit to, to trying to win a, a championship there, and um, that's your vision, right? You're all in. And then a few months later, uh, you know, you're back with the team you were with the last season. Verlander, of course, traded back to the Astros ahead of the deadline. Four months with the Mets. Cubs stayed hot. 5-3 win over the Reds. Cubs took three out of four. Knocked the Reds in a second place. It's a Cubs fifth straight series win. Only two and a half games out of the NL Central lead now. And uh, Cubs manager David Ross, the case yesterday, Ellie De La Cruz launching Jameson Tyone's first pitch of the game into the bleachers at Wrigley Field. Uh, they embraced that all series. They scored, and it felt like a relief. I don't know. Like, here we go. We're back at slugging. You know what I mean? Like, it, it feels that way in the in the dugout. Like, let's go back and forth. Um, let's slug this thing out. It felt like that this series, and uh, they came out ahead on the on the first one, and we weren't able to, to catch them. And then uh, the next three, we got them. So, um, good series. It's a really good team over there. It's a nice series win. Elsewhere, Giants shut out the Diamondbacks 1-0. Brewers hammered the Pirates 14-1. Twins 5, Cardinals 3. And for the Dodgers, Julio Arias, his latest return from injury. Five shutout innings, 8-2 win over the A's. E, thanks so much. Uh, I got a tweet about the National Anthem lyrics and the question mark, Home of the Brave. Uh, We'll do that. Other things that are not true after this on the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Late in hour number one, it's a summer fried DA, Bogish, Bilotti, Boyle, Babari, all the all the cool B-named guys are here with you right. for the next three-plus hours on CBS Sports Radio, the free Odyssey app, Sirius XM, Channel 158. And, of course, you can watch us. And if you are, you just saw me fight off a burp, watchda.com, YouTube, Twitch. Phone lines are open at 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227, at CBS Sports Radio, at Andrew Bogish. So I mentioned after Shep's rendition of the National Anthem that at Fenway recently, as the National Anthem was being performed, we noticed in our section that the lyrics were on the scoreboard and they ended with Home of the Brave? Question mark. And Squishy Liquids, because why wouldn't he, uh, tweeted that that's not a mistake. Those are the lyrics. Think about it. The last line is a question. So I thought about it and still thought it wasn't a question. Went online. I'm on the Smithsonian website with the, I would again think the official lyrics of the Star Spangled Banner. And that does not close with a question mark. Because it says the banner, the flag in triumph 
shall wave over the land of the free and the home of the brave. It's a declaration. It's a projection. It's not a question. So I love you, squishy liquids, but you're wrong. And the person that typed the question mark on the Fenway message board was wrong as well. Uh, The other thing that was said recently that's wrong is an NFL scout, former NFL scout, suggesting that the Bucs will be better off this year with Baker Mayfield over Tom Brady. Jim Monos is a longtime NFL scout, more than a decade, multiple teams, obviously knows more football. His argument was that Brady was kind of checked out last year, maybe distracted by his off-field stuff. He was relatively one-dimensional. He was not going to go anywhere, beat you with his legs and his feet. Some of those things are true about Brady. I just can't imagine that Baker Mayfield is going to play the position top to bottom better than Brady did. Yes, he's younger. Yes, he's more athletic. Maybe he's a little tougher than Brady, but even that's saying a lot. And the idea that he has a chip on his shoulder is a sweet idea, but he had a chip on his shoulder when he was a Ram, and he wasn't good. Now, if you want to brush that off because he joined midseason, maybe, but the Bucks are not going to be better this year with Baker Mayfield than with Tom Brady, as limited as Brady might have been a year ago. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.